This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to be wrestling network fans, welcome back to episode 29 of the most consistently inconsistent podcast on the quarter pods, The Special Relations, where preparation is not mandatory, but a good time is guaranteed. This episode shatters the fourth wall like a Steve Austin entrance as we start the great McNamara early fatherhood break with chatting with the chaps to chat harder, with a live watch and topics to be revealed later on. But... As ever, will not be doing this myself. First off, we have a man who has adopted a new stage name since the last time we spoke. He's now going by Adam Eric William Mark, or shortened to AEW Mark. But we know him better as Ben Locke. Ben, how you doing? Uh, good evening, Callum. Good evening, listeners. Yes, welcome to this very special April episode that is definitely being recorded in April. Good evening, everybody. Yes, it's absolutely. April. It's, it's definitely April. Happy April Fools to you, Callum. Definitely April. My goodness, how I mean, how good and or bad and or indifferent was the two nights of WrestleMania? Well, you know, March March was March was good slash bad slash indifferent. Delete where applicable. That'll be an easy one to edit. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are 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 joined. Um, with us on the regular basis you'll know that voice from anywhere um, he is of course the man of the hour he is the podcast legend he's no sinister minister but he is possibly by this point a father it's Rory McNamara Rory how are you doing how's, how's fatherhood maybe or maybe not <laughs> <laughs> if somebody told me it was going to be this easy <laughs> <laughs> I think this one should line up with the calendar okay for that to be inappropriate. Maybe in four weeks' time for our next recording <clears throat> for me, <clears throat> then um, I might be able to give you a slightly better answer. I won't because that'll be recorded in March. Anyway, I think, I think we should just sing, a, uh, sing a, a Prince song before we start. In fact, just, just follow my lead. Sometimes it snows. <laughs> April, April, April. <laughs> so, uh, yes, so we are um, here doing this doing this absolutely on time as we await the imminent arrival of um Stephanie McNamara Helmsley. Um we my mum is just sequining se- sequining is that the right word? Putting sequins on a scarf with daddy's girl on it as we speak. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh that's just <laughs> wonderful reference to the greatest WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> you with this panel on that one anyway, Callum. If that's what you were getting for, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and you should get no um, you should get no um, fight back on that from anyone who knows what they're talking about, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> um, so uh, we are in WrestleMania season. We're almost in double or nothing season. Um, 
Excellent WrestleMania. Absolute piss poor AEW revolution. Shocking. Awful. I'm awful. surprised. Honestly, I, I cannot believe that the show was that bad that they've gone out of business. Um, so yeah, what, was that, I, what was that Cody Rhodes running in the main event all about? <laughs> <laughs> that Cody, Cody just be there. Brandy came out of nowhere. It's like, what? <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. I, 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 absolutely unbelievable. And now, and now yeah, the, the new era of Ring of Cody has started. I mean, what a couple yeah. of months it's been. That's, that's definitely believable, yeah. We could be recording that any fucking time. Well, if if, if rumours are to be believed as, as his recent conduct, then um, if you're becoming too much of a headache for Tony Khan, then my, my God. Um, so, yes, we are um, chatting with the chaps to chat harder tonight. Um, so we have got um, at least part of the, the, the show tonight. Um Mapped out, um, mapped out by our resident booking man, um, AEW Mark. So, um, Adam, would you like to would you like to take us through? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, we we are going back, gents. We are going way back, twenty four years ago to be precise. Because as 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 you may, as you know, we are definitely recording this in April, so we are uh, we are going to be watching an April show, and we're not just going to be watching any April show. We are going back to the Monday Night Raw of April 13th, 1998. And if that date sounds very familiar to you, it really should, because that is the date where Steve Austin takes on Vince McMahon for the first time. Uh, So that's what we're going to be watching. And a variety of subjects will come up in the hour and 40, because there's a bit of extra attitude as well at the end that we'll be be watching as well. So we've got an hour and 42 minutes to uh, enjoy. And if, if, you know, uh, the, the usual hour and a half was just not enough attitude for us, we needed that extra attitude. We've got to have some extra attitude, guys. Oh, but the extra attitude. Yes. So Absolutely. Whatever you're on, be it Peacock, be it the old school network, um, hopefully you're uh, doing a bit better than me and haven't had your subscription randomly cancelled, um, possibly by the WWE, possibly by myself accidentally. Um, Cue up the April 13th, 1998 Raw. I am presently, um, I believe, I'm on par with Ben at uh, two seconds. Yep, two seconds here also. So, get yourself to two seconds. um, Much better than our usual uh, live watches, which makes you go halfway through the show. Obviously, the the Peacock hasn't evolved enough to give you timestamps. Um, so, gentlemen, are we ready? Let's go. So, we will be chatting ready. with the chaps to chat harder in three, two, one, play. Oh, this intro. Oh, I was just going to say, this takes oh. me back. Gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Look at Skipping it. For, won't be doing that. Oh, here we go. I, I I completely bought this at the time, by the way, because Austin played it so well in there in the suit. I love the fact you're still wearing the oh, cap, yeah. though. I love that. But yeah, I, I semi market I mean, I yeah, bought it. I really... It's the it's the shit eating grin with the photo. That's what that's 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 what makes oh, that's, it. That's, that's so funny. There, look at that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. His face falls again immediately. <laughs> 
yeah, I was just losing my mind when this happened. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, no, here we go. This is the hard way. And so well, I was 15 at the time, an absolute core audience. I would build my weeks around WWF viewing. Oh, right. Oh, right. Night. Just the week couldn't go fast enough. Well, well, at this point, so what was this, 98? So I would have been 17, 16, sorry, 16. So I was just at college and all our college group were just so into wrestling at this point. That, you know, like you say, like Friday night, we'd, we'd even have like nights at somebody's house rather than go, rather than try and go out like normal lads would, you know, with your fake IDs. We get some, we, so one of us had somehow managed to get a load of beer and then we just go around, watch Nitro and Raw. Fake <laughs> ID. The name said Brian McGee. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, but, but, but more in tune than that. And and speaking of and speaking of classic, here's the classic Roarers War opening. Look how dynamic the show looks. That's just a fucking intro. It just looks exciting, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't cry for me, Argentina. You know, thinking about thinking about today. Like a genuine thrill ride, to coin a phrase. I remember we did an episode. What would that have been? It was just it was a random episode of Raw for the network adventure on on uh, dot com, and it was just it didn't it, it didn't stand still at all. There was nothing that it was like it was just one thing after another. And yes, one of the things was I think it was from ninety seven, but one of the things was the. Um, the DOA against the Bariquas. And then even that was fine because they had just people, DX came out after two minutes and all was well with the world. Even the shit ah. stuff was good. This is this time period where they split Roar and Warzone off, yes. Ah, yes. Very clever. Very done as well. An extra spot in the ratings. I, have, I can't get the closed captions up for some reason, so I'm relying on you. I thought I had got what? the wolf. I, I could, let me what? give me a sec. Oh, there's the glass shatter. Oh, uh, how good or bad, or was that when it did, when that didn't did or didn't happen at WrestleMania recently? <laughs> as well. But I think I think Rory's made a really good point there. That, that that's sort of my major my major issue with Raw and SmackDown as it is now. It's just filling time. Well, it feels like it's just filling time. Yeah, that's it's just filling time, and that's that is my major issue. Like you say, that's everything here, they... he, everything here is going to move on a clip. You know, SmackDown even even Heat back then was moving at a clip. You know. I can't see the closed captions, but I can see a sign. This one is aged well. Spanky likes hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the hand is kept completely flat, he should be okay. Hey. Cactus Jack killed Tupac. <laughs> so here's a, here's a story. So we may or may not be recording this the week after the Super Bowl. That may or may not be the case, right? So, that, so my sister does this radio show, community radio thing, and she was asking. She said, "Oh, do you want to? I'll, pay, I'll put, put a song on for you, like you know, if you want a song." I was like, "Okay." Um, 
because it was Valentine's. <laughs> and I thought, well, you're going to be playing enough lovey-dovey slushy rubbish. So I asked her to play California Love because obviously, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg did it at the Super Bowl. And she hadn't got a clue what it is. Now, my sister's only four years younger than me. And I'm like, how do you not know what California Love is? Did you see the, um, you see that there was a tweet about it? It goes, I'm glad they're now playing that and they're now getting stuff for my generation. Uh, <laughs> on, they're getting stuff for my generation on after having all these old people, all these people to um, pacify the old folk like the Who and the Rolling Stones. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I, I'm now one Sorry. of the old people who need to pacify. Yeah. I was 26 years old. Okay. <laughs> What's Austin talking about here? I don't know my, the my, sadly, my closed captioning is not working either. Okay, right, this, I can do it. You come down here, so come on, Vince. Yeah, you want oh, Vince to come down. Oh, yeah, Austin 316 says, I just oh, yeah. got your ass. <laughs> look, look at what I did, man. I mean, just... <laughs> He was so into it. Mr. McMahon. He was so well. You know. It's talk about the best characters being themselves turned up to 11. That's what they did. With, and with the Stooges as well. Yeah. Here come the security with him. Oh, I know exactly what's happening now. Yeah. So does Austin. Think about it. In 1998, nobody, but nobody should have cared a hill of beans about Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. It's so well where they handled here. They're practically the number two heels in the company. Oh, easy. And believe easy. me, that is pure praise coming from me on that score as well. Hey, Rory, you'll be able to, you'll be able to um, tell this better than, better than me. Was, is it true that like the highest rated or one of the highest rated segments or, or quarter hours on Raw... Was the Stooges against the Main Street Posse? Is May that true? Well, as far as I know, yeah. Well, the quarter hour that can take that match, yeah? Yes. Yeah. A hot eight or something? Unbelievable. And isn't, isn't, isn't one of the and is another one Stooges versus China as well? That's like a huge rating as well. Oh, I don't so, remember that. So people always talk about thingy. People always talk about Steve Austin. So it really is. Pat Patterson is the draw. Pat Patterson is the draw. San Martino of the Attitude Era. Vince, I just love Vince giving the smarmy corporate answer here. Briscoe barely keeping a face like a face of disgust on his. I thought just Austin holding the microphone for Vince. There you go. See somebody there shining a laser pen on Vince's face. <laughs> no. That's definitely so, a thing of the past. Eh? Didn't see any of those yes. in twenty. 20- <laughs> Sorry, so for, those, so for those who don't may not remember this, basically Austin's asking to know whose opponent is for the next pay per view. That's that's what's going on, and Vince won't give him an answer. Ah, yes. I've decided rather than go with the closed captain, I've turned the volume up slightly so I can hear. <laughs> I'll go right ahead. Fill us in. 
saw somebody there with a chef sign just to date this still further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that would have been me. South Park. In April 98, that would have been me as well. South, South Park's been renewed for a 24th and 25th season. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting to Simpsons levels. Uh, Futurama's coming back as well here. It really is. It's amazing. I mean, I know it, this was, what, 24 years ago, as you're listening to this. 23 and a half as we were recording it. But it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, I have, I have, obviously, we've all aged in 24 years. But I don't think anyone has aged worse than Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, I'm looking at myself just now, okay? I've had a tough paper around in the last 24 years. But Vince McMahon, my God, he looks like a body waxwork. In fact, he's, he doesn't even look like a waxwork. Madam Tussauds would have him in the bit that nobody ever goes to. The thing with the thing with Vince as well is, like, he's tried to keep his... He's obviously kept his body in shape, hasn't he? But like you say, his face has gone all to hell. Well, is it the old only force and horses joke? His brain went years ago. Well. <laughs> look at that. There's the... Foley calls in, have a nice day, dropping Adam's apple and fear. Vince just dropped it right there. <laughs> what do you know about it? You can't unsee it. I'm trying to I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive about WWE Aurora. Don't make comments like that. <laughs> it's a great thing. I love it. He's one of his greatest character traits. <laughs> He's got a very descriptive Adam's apple. Yes, uh, somebody who also does. He's got a big dimple in his chin, hasn't he, Vince McMahon? I've never noticed he does. that before. This is what this is what live watches are all about, isn't it, everybody? <laughs> Learning the important details. The Vince McMahon scowl so- is the one. You can just see see the lips bristle. So, gentlemen, as we know, there is a there is a, a big poll going on. A big, I think they call it a stretch project. Our American friends with this GWWE thing. Um, oh, that's where you were going. I thought you were. I thought you were going down a very different route when you were talking about a big poll. No. Oh, oh, Callum. So you were watching I, the Winter I, Olympics. I, well, I was watching the Winter Olympics. Hello, Amy Fuller. <laughs> um, Thanks for that. Distracting. I'm, I'm going to say it right now, and you know, be free to change my mind, everybody. But but Steve Austin's my number one with a bullet, and um, Vince would be, and Vince would be top twenty, top thirty. Uh, yeah, well, we have <laughs> we have spoken. I. I think we've spoken about this. We the three of us have spoken about this before, and I think um, uh, Marcus. Um, has Marcus of Viewers Choice and WWE War on the No So Feed? He's spoken about how Vince McMahon has, uh, has like the ratio of matches to good matches is ridiculously good for a non wrestler. Oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, I, even even just on that, and then you add in all the character work, especially at this time, then yeah, he's got to be, he's got to be there. But he was in my top ten last time I did. I think it was eight, nine. Was I it? remember Ch- really? Chad. Chad had him at number two. Ah. I can I can certainly see the argument, yeah. You can yeah. make you can the case. You it's, absolutely can. It's exactly the same as Aaron having Andre and Hogan at WrestleMania three as his number one match. Yeah. I believe I believe he had that as his number one match in the because without Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan and a couple others. Maybe not where it is today. Ah, there's the, the. I think I might be slightly ahead of you, but we've just had the famous line of "I can beat you with one arm tied behind my back." 
see, they're dropping the plot points that they need to do, but this dialogue is anyway stilted. You know, they're not just plodding their way through it. No. It does feel like, exaggerated, of course, this is pro wrestling after all, but this is, by and large, how people talk to each other. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I was, um, I was lost listening. that way, and it's so fucking depressing. I was listening to a thingy, and I, I, I don't know why I do it, because a lot of the time I just end up getting irrationally annoyed. But I do still listen to the Attitude Era podcast. Which I feel, I don't know why I still do it because I feel it jumped to shark a long time ago. But their most recent one was No Way Out of Texas. And obviously, in between that, you have the Tyson and Austin. Between the Rumble and that, you have Tyson and Austin. And I believe you've got the dumpster getting thrown off the stage. Is that right? Yes. So, what he said, what they made a very good point, And it was when they at that point in time when everything just seemed a bit more natural because they stopped they basically stopped the show for half an hour after the um the dumpster incident and said all oh, the shuffling around and they made it look as if it was the, uh, the the serious thing it was meant to be portrayed as and then it, the the presentation of the Mike Tyson Austin thing made it look as if it was a genuine Austin had ruined the ruined something off not off script, but yeah, off script almost. It just it, everything just seemed more natural. Yes, that's how people talk to each other. Vince McMahon reacted and the whole roster reacted how you would react if somebody had been thrown ten feet off of a platform unprotected in a dumpster. Whereas just now you have not recently, but Zach was it Zack Ryder get thrown off a thingy? Zack Ryder get thrown off the thing in a wheelchair and five minutes later you've got another match in the ring. <laughs> no bother. Love this stuff here. We're peering around the corner. It's hackable how well done this is. When we get to training a bit later on and boy, is she in for a surprise. One of my favourite training montages with Vince is in the run up to the Royal Rumble, and oh, Shane they're doing the, they're doing the Rocky parody. Oh, with the chicken. Yeah. And Vince actually drinking the raw eggs. Probably not too much of a stretch for him, but DX. Oh my word. I want to say DX were still nominally heels at this point, but. Oh, remember the random oh, draw that we, I said we watched the network adventure? Yeah, it turns out it was this one. Because uh, I, I remember this. I remember this shit show. Oh, well. It's worth watching again. Oh, it certainly is watching again because I heaped praise on it. I thought it was excellent. And you will see at this point that nothing outstays its welcome. Even that is just <laughs> Some might say it has already outstayed its welcome. <laughs> Our first ever chain match in the WWF, and it is ruined. It is between the Brickers and DOA on a Raw. Oh, the gang wars. God, they're still a kind of a thing at this point. And going back and watching that week to week, four or five years ago, the absolute bane of my life, I tell you. 
people say that triple threat matches don't work, and see if you only showed them ground zero, they would probably be right. That that oh, Savio, crush. Savio crush one. Oh my god! So oh, yeah, with, the, with the with the with the greatest slash worst net break you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, poor Ron Simmons. Are they also so they're not attached to each other? Are they attached to the ring? They're attached to the turnbuckle. This is bizarre. They're attached to the, yeah, I've never seen it. Well, it didn't catch on. Let's say that. No. Well, there was Cornette still kind of knocking around the booking team at this point. This seems like the sort of thing he'd be into. Possibly. We did thingy on um, the last Croc and Roll. We did a, it was a tag team. Or is it in the next one to come out? Oh no, it'll be out by the, it'll be out by this point anyway. Um. Because of course we're, we're doing that, we're doing this, and absolutely, totally doing this in April. Um, April. It was a tag match. It was Tully and Arm against Dusty and Wahoo, in a in an Indian strap Texas bull rope match. Oh yeah. So, so Dusty was attached to Tully by the bull rope, and Wahoo was attached to Arm by the strap. And you might be shocked here. I actually heaped praise on the match. Despite Wahoo being in it. Um, but at one point, Wahoo forgot that he was attached to Arm and tried to whip Dusty, tried to whip Tully with it. He wrapped the, wrapped the thing or balled up the strap and had a big swing and a miss because he forgot he was attached to Arm and not Tully. <laughs> but you just see Arm, he almost dislocates his, almost dislocates his shoulder because Arm's on the other side of the ring. Yeah, D- DX are still heels here because if you remember at the pay per view, Owen they, they graciously give Owen a victory. I don't is it, no, is it the next? Yeah, it is the pay per view, isn't it? Next one is next one Unforgiven at this point. Yeah, it will be because Owen hasn't joined the nation yet, and and they gave it. And I remember they gave Owen a victory in that, like because the six man tag is meaningless. Oh no, I'm, sorry, I'm getting my dates confused. The next pay-per-view is the one with China in the Shark Tank. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so it would have been over the edge. That so is the one. Owen, gets, Owen, loses, Owen loses a singles match, but we'll give him a victory in a meaningless tag. Yeah, yeah I remember now. Okay. Oh, Bariquas, never trust them. I always just, I've always just thought it's obviously a Mandela effect thing. I've always just thought that see the night after WrestleMania, DX were just faces at that point, straight away. Obviously no, not. no, no, no. About six weeks. Oh, just, on that as a as a heel group, I mean, when X Pac yeah. out, he was meant to be a heel. Yes, he's ripping on WCW, which probably didn't help his. But they're definitely <laughs> meant to be heels at that point. And when they're tying Cactus and Terry Funk to the cage. Oh, of course, yeah. But because that was all. That was all. That was all reason. Sorry, Rory. If it didn't do anything specifically to turn face, I mean, they're certainly not doing that here. But I certainly want to say, or oh, by over the edge at the very latest, they just went with it. Okay, people are cheering these guys. Let's just let it happen. Yeah. Well, certainly, yeah. The, certainly the start of the thing with um, the nation wouldn't shouldn't portray them as being faces, as they're spray painting. Horrendously racist well, thing. Well, it's the way they were portraying their faces that is the problem. That's the well, yes. Yes. <laughs> faces in a literal sense. Is this Shane McMahon's first appearance as Shane McMahon? As opposed to referee I think, and quite possibly. I think it's right. Can't think yeah, of an earlier one. If you, 
if you're ever with D, if you're ever with DX, I'm thinking about Foley. When when they attacked Foley in the cage, Foley was a face. That was a whole like impetus for his heel too. Is because rather than cheering for Foley, they were cheering for Austin instead. We'll talk. And he gets that great promo. I think the week before this, where he says it'll be a long time until you see Cactus Jack again. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. <laughs> so when in relation to this is the street fight that he has as Mick Foley against Terry Funk. That's a Is that little after? This. Right. Yeah, because yeah, that's on Mrs. DVD with Austin on commentary, which is a fucking scream. That's, that, that is a thingy. That's a great match as well. Oh, no, because it's Foley turned... Oh, no. I think it's between Unforgiven and... I would... Yes, I it is. Yeah. It's after, yeah. I would say, I would say it's after Unforgiven, yeah. But before yeah, Over is. the Edge. Yeah. Uh, Weapon service him. Title shot, Mick. You want a title shot? Well, I want to see you against Terry Funk. I don't just want to see you beat him. I want to see you beat him till the blood runs down your arm. Because basically, basically, Foley's said, I've had enough of Dude Love already. And uh, then at the end of the show, Vince has got Vince is up at the Love Shack and he's got the girls. And, you know, it's like, yeah. And Vince himself by oh, comes. Here comes the answer to the challenge, guys. Doing us all a favor. What cruiserweights have we got in the ring here? We've got we've got too much. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they were too much at this point, were they? They were just Scott Taylor and fucking Brian Christopher. Mm. I don't even think they became too much until, or were they? Who who cares? They were too much at King of the Ring, and they were too much at King of the Ring as well. It's not important. It's not important for this bit. <laughs> So again, though, it just feels organic. Vince McMahon, who runs the show, just walks out during a scheduled match. Because he obviously has the authority to do it because he's got a challenge to answer. And it just works. Mm. And this stuff, you don't need to think about it, especially grandly. Oh, a hat guy in the attendance there, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in Philly, isn't it? It's in Philly, isn't it? So yeah, that's right. um, And just the guy who looks like Des Lynham. Is next to him as well, holding his hands <laughs> in the air. A bit was Dave That guy, that guy must be his social worker, surely. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not convinced that guy would otherwise be allowed out by himself without supervision. He is wearing an Austin 316 shirt, though. Well, he was the cool. He was the drawer at that point. <laughs> Has anyone ever tracked him down? John, I want to say he's called John Leslie. Well, no, I don't want to say he's called John Leslie at all. No, you well, did not say. Of all the names you could have picked, I say something like that. John Ritchie. John Ritchie. That's his name. He he is John Ritchie, the uh, leading goal scorer for, for my football team. But I don't think it's the same guy. I don't. It'd be funny if it was, wouldn't it? <laughs> I give it give it up to to travel through Philadelphia watching every single wrestling event that's possible to be. He is awesome. Is that is that um, Halloween Havoc ninety two? Is that Halloween Havoc eighty nine? Mm. He's also very prominent on camera. It's Slamboree ninety three. I want to say. He, yeah, night no ninety four. Ninety four. But now the, when that's when the that's when that's the Philly Street Fighter that I what I made you watch. Ah yes, because Terry Funk, famous. Terry Funk sees him. The greatest yeah, WCW match of all time, by the way, kids. Just 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 so you know. Chanting, we're not hostile, which I love. Oh, there's the old hell yeah. Fantastic. It's not just a yeah. 
I love the fact that the wrestlers are still waiting outside the ring just in case of the off chance they get called back in. Well, I've got news for you. Fellas. <laughs> just accepted a match against Steve Austin. Stay in your lane would be my advice. <laughs> There's the exit, boys. But going back to Rory's yeah, going back to Rory's earlier point about like everybody talks same. It's it's you know I'm not going to make this into a big Ben Loves AEW thing again, but you listen to that. You listen to them on that show. Brian Danielson sounds like Brian Danielson. Adam Cole sounds like Adam Cole. CM Punk sounds like CM Punk. MJF sounds like MJF. Everybody's got a distinctive voice. They're not just reading a fucking script that they've been given an hour before. You know there's they're not they've not gone they've not gone full ronda reading it mechanically like this you know like like here Vince just, think, talking naturally who's jr oh yeah this is where he's because he's trying to talk vince out of it isn't he yeah oh so is this them accepting that jr is an executive as well yeah they're pretty much referring to that yeah they did that back in 96 Oh, we're back. We've, we've got the cruiserweight match on, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So we have. Mm-hmm. Don't get your hopes up, fellas. Oh, no, we haven't. Perhaps we're like. tonight as a man who's pretending to be dead walks down to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole, if that's your definition of sanity, then you maybe want to go and see somebody. Might explain why he's been around for so long. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. The thing that, that gets me is like I, I've always said that Michael Cole, given the given the correct circumstances, is a very good commentator. See United Kingdom tournament number one back in two thousand eighteen, mm. and the, and was it, he did the May Young Classic. Yes. Excellent, excellent commentator. He's given the chance. I didn't think that Pat McAfee of the Indianapolis Colts would be the one to get the best out of him on a weekly basis. Michael Michael Cole is fine with the right partner. See McAfee, see, see Taz, see JBL. The issue is with Michael Cole, as we're watching this show now, is the same with J- and it's the same with JR. When you've been around for 24 years every week, it well, just grates yeah. after a while. Did you see? Did you see his? He did an interview on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, and Pat McAfee was going like he basically said, "I don't, I don't know how you do it." He has like Pat McAfee has genuinely got the most amount of respect for Michael Cole you could possibly have because he does all the thingy when they're not. He'll do. He'll produce. Oh, yeah, he's like Raw. he's he's like he's like head of television. Yeah, so he'll produce he'll produce the commentators on Raw. He'll then go they'll then do NXT go to Florida to do NXT, I think. And then he'll go to wherever SmackDown is on the Friday. And does what he does there, but I think he's but I think he open I think he openly admits that he's not the best, but mm. certainly not the worst. See Mike Adamley. It's it's that it's that point going back to what I said earlier. No, though everybody mm-hmm. sounds the same. You learn the same. You sound the same. He he did say that he he did say that he hated. Oh, we start burst advert here. <laughs> uh, he did say that he hated it when, and he openly admitted it's difficult. 
when he was doing all the pay-per-views, he was doing Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for a time he was doing NXT, the first iteration of NXT as well, if you remember, when it was the yeah, game yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, much. so he was like, I was, he was on television, what would that be, three, well, six, seven, seven, yeah, six, seven yeah. hours a week, and then ten on pay-per-view weeks. He's like, of course people will get sick of me. Oh, and 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 McAfee's comments, if you want to go behind, you know, if you, you know, if there's a hidden meaning behind him, you know what McAfee's sick and tired of already? He's sick and tired of Vince. Or is whoever he? on his headset. Well, you, what have you just said? You just said, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And this is from a guy, this is from a guy who's just come in. Yeah, well, true, yeah. So that to me says, I don't know how you can listen to that all the time. Well, McAfee as well. McAfee gets sacked. If you remember, or not sacked, but remember he was meant to be coming in as a personality. He was going to be on all the pre-shows. He yeah. was going to be the new Sam Roberts. And he turned yeah, up yeah. to WrestleMania wearing shorts. And they took him off TV for a year. He did the, he did, remember he did the WrestleMania pre-show in New York? I do, I And he, do. Was wearing, he was wearing shorts. And apparently he, apparently Vince hated it. And he wasn't on TV for a year. And that's when, the next time you saw him was when he was going back and forward with um, Adam Cole on NXT. Yeah. So Jesus. Vince has just told J- Vince has just told JR to get to go back to ringside. Bit of an argument with Shane. Not, not nothing nothing the fullness of time won't sort out. Oh, maybe not. Oh, <laughs> oh goody, oh goody. It's another pay per view I'm on where Jeff Jarrett's gonna make an appearance. This is tremendous, yeah. Did, <laughs> none uh, um, obviously you don't have the captions on, but uh, during Vince's promo when he was accepting the a challenge from Austin. He was. He said that this that this family this company's been in my in my family for years. I I have taken it on from my grandfather and then my father, and I will pass it on to my son and daughter and their children. <laughs> About that. Well, well, half that half <laughs> that half, half that, that may be right. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Of course, Tennessee Lee. Is on this episode of the special since he was on the very first episode of the special. He was. He, he was an integral part of the first episode. He certainly was. Um, he, he brought an integral part with him. He certainly did. Hmm. Jeff Jeff Jarrett wearing all white in honour. <laughs> this whole Jarrett one was just fucking bizarre. He comes in and is inside a shoot Jeff Jarrett for a couple of months. Well, Austin 316 being blasphemous and the ringmaster and saying mm. that Eric Bischoff booked him with a football player who doesn't know how to lock up and all of that. And his wife, who gives a new meaning to the phrase Don Blonde. And three months later, he's back at fucking da 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 da. He's the fucking evil country singer again. Mm. I have, and see, the thing is, I'm sure there's people like myself who have had infinitely more entertainment watching Steve Mongo McMichael than they've ever had with Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah. Mongo could give me like, that, give the, me, the, give, me that, give me that Mongo give me that Mongo Kevin Green versus the Horseman oh. match any day. Okay, did they know did they could did they know the difference between a wrist lock and a wrist watch as GR would say? Probably not. But was he entertaining? Oh for fuck's sake, yes. Yeah, there you, are books uh, you written about Jeff Jarrett. I'm not nominating to be the person to do one, but there are books. Wish you'd fucking do one. Oh, that's oh. Tennessee Lee, there he is. Well, you're about you're about four months away from Jarrett becoming relevant again for a bit. 
But yeah, but to the earlier point, this is the he's been back since December. Right, so he was on Degeneration X, as Ben you would know. Yeah. I've recently covered it. Um so what's that? So it's between that was the start of December. So even if we say he came back mid November to mid April. It's December, January, February, March. Four months. Five months. He said three different gimmicks already. I was going to say this is his third gimmick, isn't it? He had the Aztec Warrior thing, whatever that was. Uh-huh. Then he was the, the NWA, Aztec- and now he's back I've- to being... Back to being what he was before. Ain't I great? Yeah. And to answer your question, Jeff, then- no. You're not. And then we get, And then we get, don't piss me off. Oh yeah, the tag the tag team with Owens almost like its own separate thing, and then and then we get back. Don't piss me off, but with added woman beater uh, shenanigans. Oh, which would not play well today. That the woman beater Jeff Jarrett wouldn't come wouldn't play well today. Do you know what else wouldn't play well today? The original name for Kai and Ty, which I've just heard. Yes. That did you not is... know that? No, I did not know that. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I believe that was their Japanese name, though. It's like you know, translated into Eng- from Japanese to English. Is that what Kaintai means? I don't know. Was sign in the front there. Happy hundredth birthday, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'll be I'll be able to tell my impact brethren I got to watch another Jeff Jarrett match. So I'll be very happy. <laughs> Cannot escape. Jack, <laughs> he still got that pamphlet. I bet he does. Oh, probably. Oh, yes. he's. Pro- I bet he's the kind of guy. I bet he's got like he's not just got the scrapbook. He's got the he's got he's got the room at home. I wouldn't say he's even got a wall. He's probably got a room of everything at home. Apparently a very good podcast, so they tell me. My <laughs> world, I've never heard. Just there's well, a piece about Jeff Jarrett. Well, we watched anyway, that GCW. We watched that. We watched that GCW show a couple of months ago. And my God, he was entertaining on that. That's not even me taking the piss. He was. He was. He was genuinely entertaining. He does have some entertaining points. But there are, there's more often than not, they're not. Although, I remember, I can't remember if I heard, if it was a, another, it was on another podcast anyway, but has there been anyone, has there been anyone ever fallen upwards more often and better than Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> he Meanwhile, was, uh, I know. I was, really I was just watching it. a success at was no, it really a success in TNA? Not really. No, but it, so it, he leaves. He's not overly. He has a decent enough run, ninety three to ninety five. Then leaves, becomes a horseman, kind of flounders there. Then comes back as this big thing. His first pay per view matches with the Undertaker, and then he goes on and he flounders again. And then he leaves again to go to WCW and becomes the heavyweight champion. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's very lucky that he was Russo's boy in that regard. Well, there is that, yeah. Yes. I... And the fact there was, and the fact there was, like you know, the company was pretty much empty at that point. He's had a so fascinating. You know, 
unbecoming of his abilities and his other strengths, but you cannot mm. deny it's extremely interesting. Is Jeff Jarrett good enough to be heavyweight champion of any company? Probably not. Is he good enough to be your IC US title level? Probably. Oh, you could, yeah, I could, you could definitely make him a challenger of the month uh, candidate, but he's, yes. he's no one you want. He's no one you want to revolve your company around. Let's put it that a, way. He's a British bulldog. He's a big show. Hmm. Faruqi with the taped with the taped ribs. Buddy love Farouk. And I've been on well, this, this for thirty nine years and ten months. As we record this thing, um, <laughs> <laughs> how many of those have I spent, be it professionally or outside of work, talking about Jeff fucking Jarrett? Whatever the answer is, it's too solid. Too long. Yeah. Yes, yes. I just, I just take the motherfucker. I just <laughs> wherever I fucking go in our chat for wrestling twenty years ago, a couple of days ago, still talking about fuck Jeff fucking Jarrett. It might even have been my fault that he was brought up. <laughs> to be fair, you're lucky you don't do the indie side of it. You're going to hear a fucking hell of a lot more of. Here come the I new nation. Like... <sighs> Look at the rock and a gone. He's just got it. It's... At last, he was given a chance to show that he had it. My God, did he ever have it? Look at that. <laughs> that suit. For sure. It's just all there. Oh, yeah. So there's somebody who was floundering and they thought, okay, this isn't working. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. Not a bad decision. Wasn't the worst you've ever made. But you see, you can't you, just take a part someone just sometimes. You, you you throw you throw five guys together. Four of them are in the Hall of Fame already. And Dilo, you could probably make an argument as you you, you could be in there because Dilo, when he was for the short time that he was there was very, very popular. Mm. Sorry, three guys in the Hall of Fame. The Rock is going to be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rock will be Rock will be Rock will be in next year when he goes to when he goes to LA, won't he? <laughs> Remember when recording this in April, everybody? <laughs> and what a speech the Rock he had when he went into the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. He made yes, yes. It was a tremendous speech. <laughs> <laughs> now you've gone too far the other way. Farouk's okay. in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Must be. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Who? Farouk. Yes. Yeah, JBL. Yeah, JBL. Probably. Ah, I've got to say, must must be. I fucking love Ken Shamrock as well. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't made a cameo ever since. I don't, I might be wrong on this, I don't accept they haven't tried to contact him for some reason or reasons. Well, well he's got an issue I've with never, Triple H, is he not? I was going to say, they definitely have done because obviously he's been in, in most of them because he's been in TNA since. I think he's, he's, he's made contact as well. But apparently triple, something's happened in the past that Triple H didn't want him back. So watch this. In the next yeah. couple of weeks, he's going to be he's going to be back because Triple H doesn't get much of a fucking influence anymore. <laughs> he, won oh, look, look. he won the world title. He won the world title at night two at WrestleMania two weeks ago. 
<laughs> yeah, he can or make did, his... Or did he? Mm. <laughs> uh, rewind. I'm surprised AEW haven't contacted me to try and get him with Dan Lambert and all that. Oh. Right, here we go. He's well, a bit of a, was... a dweeb, but he's a... Like he's got all these well, MMA guys. Is is the Foley promo? Yes, the one. The serious answer to the Dan Lambert thing, Callum, is obviously I don't know. I'm not as averse. I'm not in MMA as I should be. I'm guessing Ken Sharrock's in a different stable than America's top team. Oh, I think he is. I think he's got his own. I think like I, I do think the Lions then is like his thing. Obviously. So they, so they would, they would never. Well, I say never be together, but they wouldn't be together. But he still looks. You, you watched him in Impact a couple of years ago, and he still looks in good shape for. Oh yeah, being, he's great, in his mid fifties, eh? Well, well, his his influence in wrestling alone, he should be around the Hall of Fame. You know, he, he mm. brought he brought the bloody tap, he brought the tap out in for God's sake. Yeah. Very true. Or he didn't if you asked Taz. <laughs> it was Brett who brought Shamrock in, his suggestion. Mm-hmm. Ah. Now, chicken, an, episode, an episode of Chicken Salad we did it back back way back when in January, boys. See what I did there. We we recorded the, we recorded an episode for Super Brawl 2000, which featured a a I'm going to use I've got I'm going to put the words good in quotation marks a good match between Terry Funk and Ric Flair on that show. That, that one is all right. There's not much on yeah. that show that is, but it's all right. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's it's the best thing on that show by a long way. But that is very very much damning it with fake praise. That's very fair too. It's not quite. Clash of the Champions, Great American Bash 89 level, but <laughs> super, you very much take what you can. I don't know what Terry Funk is saying here, but I love it all the same. He's he's introducing a new partner who's hardcore. Ah. But, he's, oh, but yeah, McMahon has never McMahon has never shown him has never allowed him to be hardcore. Now I watched a couple of days ago the um, the the dark side of the ring where they were, they were it was the WCW career show. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Two Cold Scorpio has not aged well in twenty odd years. No, I don't think he has. But he's still doing the, of, still doing the tumbleweed. Whereas... Yeah, and speaking of and speaking of not aging well on that show on on that particular run of shows, I I watched as well the episode featuring Dynamite Kid. Which also had Jacques Rougeau on it, and uh, yes, he, he very much looks like a sixty-odd-year-old gentleman. <laughs> and he, again, sadly, of, sadly not, without the uh, ponytail. Not not aging well, PCO. <laughs> but I, 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 have you heard the thing in the story about this when when Funk asked up to have Scorpio be his partner? Do you know what? how long? He, do you know how long he'd been asking for? Forever, forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that that was worth the wait. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't sit on that one for no. two months. No, <laughs> there's I I 
Callum, Callum probably does remember it. Rory will do a bit. There's a pay-per-view match between the this version of the Quebecers and the Godwins from... Oh, I want to say, is it, no, is it No Way Out? No way. And yeah. I have I have oh, never God. seen this on camera before or since. I have never seen a crowd leave en masse when they realise this is the match they're getting to go, go for a piss or go for some snacks. Like, literally, that is all you can see is just, like, empty seats and just people just leaving. It's only it's only about second or third match on the show. Yeah. Yes, Matthew. Don't we we absolutely gave that one the kick and it deserves in another place four years ago. Don't worry. Listen, listen to the match no. you've just described. The Godwins against the Quebecers. It was the second or in third 1998. match. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. It was the second or third match on a pay per view. It's not even good enough to be a second or third match on Shotgun Saturday night. <laughs> you see that sign in the crowd there. I'm not sure I want to open our show up to libel, but I'm just I'm just quoting. This is a direct quote. Sign of a crowd says, "Who's Goldberg blowing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Who's Who's no, Goldberg no. blowing? That's a good move. I always like I always like Scorpio Flash Funk. I've always oh yeah. Made my GWE top hundred. He really did. Really. He, oh, yeah. he, wasn't even, he wasn't even around long and he wasn't even around that long, was he? Bit of nostalgia because oh, he's fucking good. Forty when he came and he was doing stuff I'd never fucking seen before. I'd never seen, obviously never seen a shred of ECW or anything like that. None of his WCW mm. stuff. He's doing a five forty splash like that. I mean, my god! But he's still doing that today as well. I mean, he's oh, got to just... be close to six. In mid thirties here. Yeah. Oh, he's just so fucking good though. Oh, easy. The end of the. I mean, we've watched some. We've watched some good matches in in our time doing this podcast. Is Barry Windham against? Is Barry Windham against Scorpio? Maybe the best. Certainly one of. Nope. One of, but not no. Oh no, we did watch. Well, I know. Yes, I know you. I don't know what you're going to say. I mean, we want to see Brock from Extreme Rules 2012, which probably takes those. Yeah. Well, yes, we did watch that as well. It was one of the most surprisingly great matches. It made my. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 If we if we do the old hidden gems, then yes, I think I'd agree with that. Right at this point was where I would normally do something very specific right now. However, we have already done it in another place. But that is not going to stop us from doing our third, I think, instalment of Callum Guesses the Scotland World Cup squad of <laughs> plays along the side. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is Nate Fans 98 on Senior Video. He did 1998 on Senior Video. So let's go back to Italia 90, shall we? Oh, for God's sake. Once again, okay. Don't worry, Callum. Only three matches to choose from. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh very good. Very fucking good, I. Well, I can name, um, I can name, I can name one straight away. But I think we've all probably got the same one. Right, I've got it on the FIFA website here, and they're in number order. So right. while Luna's on, let's uh, go, go through as many as you can. Here we go. Right. You can both so, play. So you got, you'll have, you have, you have Jim Leighton in goal because that's when, that's when yeah. famously when Fergie dropped him. Correct. Jim Leighton's always, yeah. Jim Leighton's always in goal. 
dropped something that led to Brazil's goal eight minutes from time. Yeah. You hadn't gone, Scotland would have snuck through. Anyway. Yes, Jim Layton is there. As ever. Fucking glorious failure. Was, was so, McQuist around then? McQuist did yeah, McQuist was not the number nine, yeah. No, because it's one of these ones. Scotland have got a habit of taking the top goal scorer in Scottish football and never playing them at World Cup. They did it with Derek Johnson as well. Apparently, no. took, Derek Johnson scored 40 goals for Rangers in 1978 and he went didn't even go to the World Cup. Correct. Was, so is, McQu- is, is McQuist there, Rory? Ali McQuist is there, absolutely. McQuist will be there. Maurice Johnson two. will be there. I've got two there. Yeah, Johnson. Mo Johnson. Sorry about Mo Johnson. Rory? As well, yep. Jory? Jory. Yeah, he was there. Uh, Four. Uh, would, John, would, would John Spencer have been there? No. I think that's Henry. a bit early for Colin Hendry because you still have you still have Alec McLeish and Alan so, Hansen. Keep, keep saying names. Let me get up a better list so I can see them. In... Alec, Alec McLeish, Alan Hansen because they ran into each other. That's why they went out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, gents, can we just pause a second? Can we just pause? Can we just pause a second just to just to look at what 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 Dustin's got on here? This was twenty four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dustin. At least he stayed put. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so who have we got so far? So we've got you've got Jim Layton, you've got Gordon Shuri, you've got Mo Johnson, Ali McCoist. McCoist. Hey, your, your other goalkeepers, your other goalkeepers would have been um Andy Gorham. Right. Ah yes. Hey. Be three goalkeepers, won't there? Yep. Who'd be another goalkeeper? God Marshall. Oh, no. don't mention his name. Do not mention his name. Yeah. So Alan Hansen, Alan McLeish, Billy Miller. No, 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 Alan Hansen. No, Alan Hansen. No, Billy Miller. Right no, now. Hansen was Hansen was nearly retired by that point. Uh, oh, Richard Goff. Richard Goff is there. Yeah. Sables. Sable's um, cup here, cup runneth over here. By the way, hey, Paul McStay. Absolutely. I'm just going. I'm just going between. I'm just going be fucking You're all right. over the place here. He was in the eighty-six one. Hey, Gary McAllister. Yes. Yeah. There are no here who are off the reservation. I'd say. Gordon Strachan. He's still playing. I thought they were Strachan. No, uh, Strachan was playing. But would he? Would he be retired by then? From international, he wasn't. He wasn't there. We've still got two more strikers to get. Actually, they're listed here in the forwards. Uh, Kings joined commentary. So McCoist, Morris Johnson, Gordon Jury. Christ. Uh, Alan, not Alan McInally, surely. Correct. Alan McInally, Jesus. Fella legend, Macca. Left us in the lurch the previous summer. Ah. Charlie Nick's not one of them, is he? No, he he wasn't there at this point. Uh, Let me see. How how about this for a tag team match, gentlemen? 
for a tag team, my goodness, that is just a that's just a lot of badass right there. Oh my goodness, and then you get Dan Severn as well. Shamrock as well, like noticeably limping from that brawl. And the new Midnight Express. Poor Jim. Nobody told him. See, see if <laughs> I saw. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, right? But see if Dan Severn looked at me, I think I would void my bowels. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a scary looking man right there. Mm. If he, if he told you if he told you that left was right, you'd believe him. Oh, absolutely. It was a little, have, you, have you thinked? Have you seen his? Did he say his interview about Brawl for All or the Royal Rumble? And he said, if I wanted to, I could go in there and win the whole thing, and there's not a damn person there that could stop me. And it was <laughs> just just the way he said it. It was just like it was like a Jake Roberts interview. He said it yeah, very yeah, slowly yeah. and very softly, and I'm just like I'm just like, oh, yes, you could, pal. <laughs> And I'm not going to volunteer no. to try and stop you. The ref sent him away. Damn you, Jack Down. It'll get better, Bart Gun, don't worry. For about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to give you some of these names. There's two I can't believe you have. Right, got. so uh, who does the other striker play for? The striker with Norwich. He played. You'll get it. He played for Norwich at the time. That will give it to you nice and Oh, easy. um. Uh, Robert Flick. Ah, yes. Uh, I must be missing some Rangers and Celtic players. Oh, be easy. The other goalkeeper played for Norwich as well. You might as well not even Oh, Brian saying. Gunn. Oh, Brian Gunn. There you are. <laughs> uh, I must be missing some Rangers and Celtic players. I'm trying to think who would have played at that point. Oh, I saw the Rangers and Celtic players. Oh, There's not that many. Oh, I've just, thought, I've just thought of one. I've just thought of one. Brian McClare's got to be around. No. Ooh, no. I, I don't think Brian McClure I don't think Brian McClure played very many times for Scotland. Okay. Hey, oh no, he's English. I can't believe my squad. Uh, there's always one of them as well. For every Billy Gilmore, for every Billy Gilmore, was a damn Jackson. <laughs> it wasn't Bruce Dortmund at the time. I have no recollection of that at all. Do you know who oh, that might be? Um, Muddle McLeod played Paul... for Bruce Dortmund. Uh, I was going to well say done. the only one I knew who played for them was Paul Lambert, but that was years later. Champions League winner, Paul Lambert. Yeah, his one and only job in the Champions League final was told he was told if you don't if you don't touch the ball, it doesn't matter. Do not leave Zinedine Zidane's side. <laughs> He also gave us We Go Again as a meme as well. So, Of course, Paul Lambert, really a legend. Yeah, that's quite well. Right, defend. Did you get Roy Aitken? Roy Aitken was at Newcastle at the time. I don't remember I, that either. I, 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 I got, I've got Roy Aitken now, yeah. Like, yeah, we got him down. <laughs> Hero hey. of this podcast, Morris Malpass, who you didn't get. Morris Malpass. Uh, First name on it. Of course, yes. Right next to Kevin Stewart. on there as well. Who? Stuart McKimmy. Oh, we never oh I've McKimmy. just thought, I've just thought, I've just thought, Callum, 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 Callum. Hero of this podcast, Steve Nichol. No. Oh. No, what? Robbed. There was a limited what? squad, but it wasn't Alan Hansen nor Steve Nichol. A lot of people play on the squad. Um... Listed here as a midfielder, controversially. So we're way past Kenny, so it won't be Kenny. 
We'll wipe past no. that. To be fair, I, Kenny Douglas could have could have played in that team. It would have probably made it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who's player? So, so John Aldridge is Irish. So it wouldn't be Irish. So it wouldn't be what position, Rory? Just give us a position at least. This is midfield, but a defender, as I understand him. Okay. Like a fullback. As central defender, I'm say. So it's a bit of a hit on the market these days. Is it what? Bit of a hit on the after dinner speaking circuit. Oh. Inexplicably. Hey, well, Craig is, is moving on for that. Is Craig Burley in the team? No, a bit early for him. Looks oh, a bit like Barkley. No, I've got no idea. Dave McPherson. No, never get Dave McPherson. Dave McPherson. Panini sticker I ever had, Dave McPherson. This match, this match is over. I think the, I think the Express won by DQ because Kenny Boy's not very happy. Yeah, I think He's it was the first double disqualification. Oh, okay. You got Paul McStay, didn't you? Got Paul McStay. You got Gary Mack, you got Murdo McLeod. Yep. You've got so, so, four, five more to get. Sorry, uh, who, sorry, Rory. Can I just say? Can I just say that was brilliant? Like me and Kevin Kelly waiting the in the shower. <laughs> that's got a lot of that. <laughs> it didn't get any better for it. Well, I guess it's to do now. So we've got five brilliant. left to we've got five left to get. Right, so who so there's one Liverpool player. And one's gonna and one's gonna be a very obvious Liverpool player. We we're we're all like I mean the brain fart over. But he's very much gettable. There's one name on it. Two names I'm surprised you haven't got. Who did they play for? Would that just give it away completely? Hibernian, respectively. Who and Hibernian? Sorry. Sorry, yeah, you broke up, yeah. I can't think of somebody obvious that plays for Hibs. John Collins. Oh, fuck, Correct. of course. Can you get the Everton player? Everton so player. sorry for Everton. Graham right. Sharp. So that, yes. No. Mm. Oh. Everton have always had a lot of thingy. Scottish players over the years. He must be Lights midfielder. Have out. Yes. Lights have gone out again. Undertaker's about to ruin another match. Or maybe make it better, I don't know. One thing about this show, it has not stopped. Oh no. That's, that's, that's what I mean. That's what we that's what we were about earlier on, like. It's like you get so we're watching an hour and an hour and forty five minutes. You get an hour and forty five minutes worth of stuff. You don't get a, you don't get an hour worth of decent stuff and then another hour worth of shite. And it's yeah. all stuff that has purpose even the Jeff Jett I mentioned I'm not going to mention his name <laughs> even he <laughs> but even Vince McMahon coming out to interrupt a match the Undertaker coming out to interrupt two different matches scheduled matches there's at least a purpose yeah there's a point to it and does it I mean is the headbangers just now getting buried maybe a wee bit but they've also you've also got the thing of they just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time for a very very angry man Undertaker by the way, by the way, 
Can we just admire that Undertaker that, that tombstone? Literally, just one-handed, just picked Thrasher. But it's like a two hundred and forty-pound man he just picked up with one hand. I was thinking. I was thinking about this Kane music earlier on, and I think it is just. I mean, it's very distinct even now. But the bit at the start, let's just get the organs playing, and it's mm. just like, okay, I'm giving you a warning. Get yourself out of here. Or I will kill you. Giving you a bit of pre-warning that shit's about to go down. Oh yeah, these first these first six, seven months of came were awesome. Okay, who was the hearts player? Oh. Uh, John Robinson. No. Oh would have been playing as well. Craig Levine. It's not Craig Levine, is it? Please tell me it's not Craig well Levine. Done. Well done. Oh, for, he played oh. it to the World Cup. I know, right? No wonder we went out. Jesus, man. So you've got a Liverpool player, an Everton player, and somebody else who I can't believe was in the squad at this point. Who did he play for? The amazing one, Aberdeen. It's always Aberdeen. It is always <laughs> Aberdeen. So somebody, it's a, from what Rory's just said, it's, a, it's somebody we should know. The Hibs player. He either went on to bigger stop. things or he's on the downswing. It's, been the Everton player, it's not Stephen Glass, is it? I don't know. The Everton player is very much gettable. The Liverpool player, slightly less gettable. And the Aberdeen player, good luck. <laughs> okay, it's one of them. Right, all right. So it's not sharp. The Everton and Liverpool player played against each other in the previous year's FA Cup final. One of those two might have scored two goals in that match. After coming off the bench. Everton Liverpool. Was Everton Liverpool the final that year? Yeah. Yeah, because that was the final that they thought they were never going to play, didn't they? Correct. Why? And it's not Pat Nevin, if you were thinking that. I would never even have thought Also a stranger mission. Was that the first time that Kane's ever put the turnbuckles on fire? The sound of the commentary make it sound as if that's the first time he's ever done that. I think it was. I think, was it before this or after this when he set a stage hand on fire? That was, that was before WrestleMania. I love that. That was brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before WrestleMania. Oh, oh, Callum, Callum, Callum. Yes. What was the guy? What was the guy's name? And I'm going to remember it in a minute. What was the guy's name who managed Bradford? Stuart McCall. Well done. Oh, well done, Ben. Two more to get. That was he's the, he'd been the Everton player. Yes. Correct. Who's the fucking Liverpool player? I was just so about to say Nick. Somebody, managerial mm-hmm. experience that interrupted me about the thing we're watching. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nickel. No. Oh. Hello, ladies. <laughs> I mean, speaking of speaking of characters you'd never see today. I <laughs> know. Now, I did hear on the, uh, the aforementioned Attitude Era podcast, and I don't know how true this is, 
because you've got to take everything they say with a pinch of salt. Claimed to be experts, one of them claimed to be an expert on watching Japanese wrestling and then called um, the famous Texan, Stan Henson. At least get his fucking name right. Um, yeah, apparently the new Midnight Express were meant to be Edge and Val Venus. Yes, I've heard this story. Yeah, I've heard that too, yeah. Just fucking dodged a bullet there, boys. <laughs> right, I think you're going to have to... Yeah, you're going to I think you have to give us... I think you have to tell us, Ro. I'm going to get out of the way, although he has been mentioned on these programmes before by Callum McDougall. Mr. Jim Bett. Oh, Jesus. Yep. I can't remember the content. No, I, so right? I would never have got him in the month of Sundays. Hit on the after dinner speakers. I'm surprised you didn't get this one. Gary Gillespie. Oh, oh. see, that's one of those names that it was ov- that's obvious now that you've told me, but I don't. I, I would have been. I would have been racking my brains. Think that yeah, because he was. Yeah, because he was a proper utility player, wasn't he? He could play like you. He could play anywhere on your midfield or your defence. Uh, attack, attack or defence. The Scottish Alvin Martin, you could say. <laughs> oh, no. that was, was, that, was that ever on air when we mentioned Alvin Martin, Callum? I hope it did. It was, Callum. I always love our target references. Your listening pleasure, by everybody, by mentioning the Squad. squad. So many, there aren't too many more examples of it to come in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell my Ali McCoy's and Mo Johnson story now, very quickly? If, 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 you stop mocking, Scott, if you stop mocking Scotland's performances at World Cup, yes. All right, well, that's the trade-off, is it? Okay. So the <laughs> Ali McCoy story isn't mine. This is Ali McCoy's Ali McCoy story. Scotland played a friendly against France in early 1990, and Ali McCoy started the game. I know, right? And he ran one out of play after about two minutes, and I think it was Basil Bolly in the French team who turned to Ali McCoy and said, "You bad player." And Ali McCoy pointed at himself and said, "Me going to Italy." <laughs> <laughs> And a couple of years later, you take me to training. <laughs> yeah, I hope, well, that's probably where this, like, they remembered the story, actually. <laughs> I hope that was mentioned. Nine o'clock on a Monday morning. Yes, my Mo Johnson story is a personal one. I saw Mo Johnson once in Glasgow, in Queen Street. I got there on a Friday morning, went up by train, got there very, very early. I was up there for the weekend. And it was definitely him sat on a park bench with a very, very large Greg's wrapper in his hand. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, cookie was love. And this is one you might want to edit, but it's a watch along, so you can't. I know very well that it was Mo Johnson because it was in Glasgow and he was sat by himself. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. (laughs) Because I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) I think you guys have worked it out. I, I, my dad always tells a story that the um, again target reference. I'll make it a quick story so we don't have to we don't bog down it too much. But the day that Morris Johnson signed for Rangers, he the the yeah. work. Uh, my dad worked in an office that was predominantly Rangers supporters, and the um, the productivity went down that day because they kept phoning Ibrox to ask what who made this decision, why this decision was made, and if they could cancel their season ticket. Mm-hmm. Because a former Celtic, because <laughs> a former Celtic player had signed. 
Well, again, it was, yeah, well, yes, again, just to embellish the story ever so slightly for those who might not know, when a Rangers player signs for Celtic, it's not just intercity rivalry we're talking about here. There are other factors to play, which other podcasts can probably discuss. Yes, that's <laughs> probably for more of a social political podcast. Indeed, yes. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was huge news at the time in '87 when he signed. I mean, that made the front page of the Nationals down here. I remember, or I've seen since, like definitely on the front page of the Mirror. Oh, it was. I think there was a there's a famous there's a, there's a famous story up here anyway. It was on Sport like Scott Sport or something. But one of the one of the sport uh, football shows up here anyway. And are you familiar with Jerry McNee, the journalist, yeah, yeah. journalist and commentator, the yeah. presenter? He interviewed Morris Johnson. He was at, he was at Celtic. If you remember, he got paraded at Parkhead, and he come down to get the picture taken with the with the he's taking the picture with the um the the shirt, and he's looking a bit pensive. And Jerry McNee says to him, "So how how do you feel about how do you feel about signing for Celtic again?" And he goes, "Jerry, I've not signed anything." He goes, "Right, but you're going to be signing for Celtic." He's like. I am. I've not signed anything, Jerry. And then a couple of days later, he's uh, Graham Souness walks out, and at the thingy, obviously at the press conference, and Morris Johnson's behind him, and it's just like pin drop stuff. But apparently, told Alan McCoyst. Alan McCoyst was his roommate when he went to Scotland. It might have been that France game that he, you were talking about, and uh, he said, "I'm signing for." Oh, it would have been before that it was in the eighties, wasn't it? He's like, "I'm signing for." Yeah, Signed for Rangers, yeah. Yeah, he's like, Ali, I need to tell you a secret. Can you keep a secret? He's like, aye. Like, I'm signing for Rangers. He's like, <laughs> all right, what's your secret? He goes, no, I'm signing for signing for Rangers. He goes, what? Berwick Rangers. Like, <laughs> Glasgow Rangers. Fuck. I hope you know what you're doing, pal. Um, Graham Sooner is for signing as Rangers manager, I believe. It would be one of his first, eh? Until then, he signed half the England team. Well, Terry Butcher and Chris. <laughs> Wilkins. And Mark, did he sign Mark Haley? He yes, signed he Mark Haley. He signed Ray Wilkins as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely signed those three. But I thought Mark Haley would have come along a little bit later. But no, it, yeah, it would have been them. No, he signed. He signed. I think Haley played. I think he signed Haley. And then did Haley then go to AC Milan and then he went back to Rangers? Or did they get him direct from AC Milan? Uh, here we go, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another. Yeah, we have a patron saint every month for these shows, and <laughs> now it's Mark Caitley. <laughs> Mark Caitley. I used to see Mark Caitley, and he used to stay not too far away from me growing up. Um, because I remember I am slightly older than Tom Caitley, so I remember there was a big hoo ha when signing for when um he got thingy he got to. Tom Haley went to my primary school, and then used to see him all. The, used to see him all the time in Tesco. Big guy, like very tall, <laughs> but nice, nice enough guy. Yeah, he signed for Rangers in nineteen ninety. Yeah, that was a bit later. Yeah. Here we go from 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 the Wikipedia. After three mm-hmm. years at Monaco, a twenty eight year old Haley returned to Britain in a one million pound move to Rangers in July nineteen ninety. Uh, manager Graham Souness had attempted to bring him to Ibrox three years earlier from Milan. So there you go. Right. Now, oh, so he went to Milan to Monaco. 
so, sorry, sorry to bring this back to the match. Um, I don't know if you just had that shot outside the ring, but for some reason, Sonny is holding those helmets. Like, they don't need to bring those. They're not wrestling. What is she doing? I, no, they don't need to. But they've also got heads to, to hold the helmets as well. Sonny holding ham. Sonny holding helmets outside the <laughs> ring. Yeah, like I say, there's, a, there's a joke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I realise that. <laughs> and you can see, her, and you can keep seeing her doing that for a mere twenty dollars a month. Hey, <laughs> hey. Well, I don't think she's doing that right now. No, she's, no, she's waiting. <laughs> she's waiting for the payout so she can make her next bail payment. And and also, also, is there a more nineties haircut in the world than Billy Guns? No, I mean that's proper David Beckham stuff right there. That one, that one was all the rage in the playground in year eleven. That, that Billy Gun haircut. <laughs> Zeitgeist himself. I never quite had that sort of bulk. Semi. I wait. I'm just looking at Owen Hart's haircut. I mean, that's a haircut that I had when I was in finishing school. He was well ahead of his time, Owen Hart, when it comes to the old barnet. The mirror, my hair's not dissimilar to that now. (laughs) Somebody's just thrown a rubber chicken into the ring. It's a look that never goes out of fashion. Really, Ben? I missed that rubber chicken. Am I I the only one who just No, you did. No, you saw it right, eh? Yeah, look there, the ref just kicked it. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, there we go. Oh, my word. That also seems to be a fight in the crowd because everyone's looking back the way. Very much, yeah. You know, you can watch oh, Owen yeah, Hart yeah, wrestle. He, yeah. For chicken, 25 seat, seat rows back. No brainer, innit? <laughs> well, let's be fair. We're all the same, though, if there's a fight in the crowd. <laughs> It's like when somebody breaks a glass in the pub. You have to go, wait. <laughs> Same sort of thing. I, I remember seeing a, seeing a tweet one time. I liked it, obviously, because it's wonderful. But they said the first sign that, that I hope somebody is going to do a ceremonial glass drop because that way after it happens is going to measure on the Richter scale for the first, <laughs> for the first time after lockdown. <laughs> you just have to do it. It's just the rules. Yeah, it's just, it's just a dumb thing. There's X Pac's just made the same for those not listening on, not listening into X Pac's just made the um, same joke that we did about Sonny holding helmets. Hey, good lad. <laughs> Here's of course a fine one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> China there stood right in front of him. Yep, <laughs> I was going to say. Hot take time, guys. Owen Hart was pretty good in the ring, wasn't he? He was, uh, he was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent, eh? Another one. Even his simple moves just look so, so crisp and just right on point. That suplex just now. Golden stuff. There's the tagline. Owen Hart could hold his end of the bargain. <laughs> on, the, on the right day with the right opponent, he could scrap yeah. to two. Look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, get, they can maybe get a, they can maybe get a two and a half star watchable affair. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who will be ranking in my slash our GWB list when we do it again, very very highly. I mean, he's the oh yeah, he's the link. outside the top twenty this time, and I think I was going to say yep. he might he might be the benchmark for 25, 30. You better than own heart you get in that sort of category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be one of those gatekeeper types, wouldn't he? Through no real fault of his own, he could never have 
a string of great matches because he just didn't have the opponents. No. But but who he was in there with, case in point, right in front of us, uh, he'd get the max out of him and more. Somebody, somebody, bless him, has wrote a sign on the front row saying DX are the rulers of the WWF. Clearly, they're just a piece of random card that they managed to get from school. Bless them. I think they're more well, of a other, protractor, to be yeah. fair. Sure. Again, with that bowl cut, the one doing the devil horns to the screen at the moment. Mm. I think it might well have been Rat Scallion. Where is he now? Yeah, there he is. I've got him. That's right. It is his sign. There you are. Do you reckon he's a member of the nation now? <laughs> Get in touch if you're listening. We can wait two months yeah. for you to reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will need to do one of the. Um, was it? There's a there's a superstars taping that's on the network that Andy Atherton's at, and you can see him. He's on. He's on. He's he's on the hard camera. He's oh about, yes, he's about ten. Right he's about ten rows back. Well, we have, we have, we have for the best part of two years kept saying we'll get Andy on, so that, that's what we need to get him on for. <laughs> I'm sure he's not sick of talking about it or anything. <laughs> One last go around. That was a pretty nifty TV match, wasn't yeah. it, Jen? Yeah, it was. was all right. Hawk doing the socket is something I never thought I'd ever see. Oh, no, no. he's just like Tyson. His hands are nowhere near it. <laughs> This is, I think this is, I think this is pretty much the last month of like LOD relevance until we get into the DOA affairs. You can, you can only lose so many times in a row to the New Age Outlaws before you start. People start thinking, you're not all, you're not all that anymore. You'd want to throw yourself off the top of the Titan, John, wouldn't you? <laughs> to grab the reality. <laughs> See the things like the roll-up, the way that Owen had his feet pivoted on the ground to make it look like he was really applying extra leverage. It's just I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I, I kind of agree with I think I kind of agree with Callum though. Yeah, Rory, yeah, Rory. Owen's got to be like twenty five to thirty, like you know, he's yeah. got to be like a round number. He's got to be like a round number gatekeeper type. And when you get beyond him, you get to the people who would consistently have great matches. Yes. Well, who transcend the business? Who, of course, will all, Andre, etc. Who will, of course, place massively high. If you, if you were looking at it from a pure work perspective, and I know that's not the point, but if you were, then yes, that's why you'd put him for that reason. So, how would you, how did you create your list the last time, Rory? Did you do the guaranteed top guys and then work your way back, or did you get a group of hundred odd folk and just started ranking them from there? Yeah, I came up with a list of about one hundred and twenty names. And I excised a few of them, but I didn't actually compile my list until New Year's Eve. Right. So just that for a couple of seconds. <laughs> which, which explains, looking back now, why I had Road Dog ahead of Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Road Dog nearly made my top 50. That won't be happening this time, I promise you. Maybe not. So that's how I did it. I got 120, excised the names, had a list of 100, and then I compiled it from that list of 100. Well, this time, this time you've got, you've got to think you've got you've got you've got all the the women to get uh, to get in. You've got all the NXT guys to get in. There's you know it's gonna be there's gonna be so many cuts this time. Oh yeah, I mean Trish was the highest placed woman in my list when I did it four or five years ago. I mean, I mm. I think she'll still be here, but that won't be the case this time. But then you've even got guys like 
She'll be she'll be in my hundred though. Still 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 make. Oh yeah. I, I don't think I, I think with Trish I don't think she'll be I don't think she'll be too far off my number one woman to be honest. But then even if you think NXT UK wasn't a thing the last time, and albeit mm. I don't think you'll get a lot of NXT UK people in it, but you've got no. Dragonoff, you've got Walter, you've got Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn. You've got the two Dragonoff Walter matches, which are both five. I was going to say. They, they, for those for those for those two matches alone, that, that's gotta be that's gotta be like consideration. I think mm. I think Tyler Bate is a guy who's could easily sneak in the bottom yeah. the bottom half of the the bottom half of the list. Well you I'd got you to gotta think you gotta think you gotta think somebody like Dunn, you've got the you've got the bait series and the and the war games matches, so there's four or five right mm-hmm. there. I can't remember who it was, but somebody had Pete Dunne in their top 60 last time, I think it was. Mm. It was the only person to vote for Pete Dunne. I don't think that'll be the case this time. But yeah. That, you've would, got, have, you've got that your would only have been off of the two nights of the it UK was... Championship tournament and then that one wee thing they did in Norwich. You've Vince got the undisputed era, guys. Now, compare Vince here to Royal Rumble 99. There was yeah. a little more work done in those nine months. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very much he's very much in dad bods mode here. An impressive dad bod, but a dad yes. bod nevertheless. That's what you look like look like in a couple of months, Rory. <laughs> but you Vincent Marnell. It's like I say with the, like I say with the NXT guys. So you got you've got the undisputed era, you've got Champion, you've got Gargano, there's there's five that have got to go in straight away. You've got you've got the horsewomen, you've got Oscar, there's another five. I mean, I can see, I mean, not mine, obviously, but I can see at least two or three lists being submitted that have an NXT or somebody no, most noted for being an NXT being their number one. I can see somebody having Gargano as their number one. I, I, I wouldn't I, go as far as number, I, I wouldn't go as far as number one, but I'd certainly have him top 20. For, for he would be, I, I can see somebody doing it. But you've, yeah, but even Gargano, you've got, I, I think it's easy to get, bogged down in the fact that he's had he had all those matches with Champa, but you've got to remember the DIY stuff as well. Yeah, oh yeah. You've got the DIY stuff, you've got the Andrade match, you've got there's the match with Ricochet. He's got so much going on. He's got uh, a match with he's got a match with Alistair Black as well. You know, now Ben, you've, you're, you've not, got the, you're not allowed to put a list in of exclusively guys who work for AEW. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Damn it. Okay, so, so Alistair Black, okay, I know you're biased. Alistair Black is not going to finish number four. Ah, <laughs> got you, got you. Ruby Adam Soho Page, gonna, Adam Page Ruby Soho is never worked for WWE. Ruby Soho is not going to be number eight, right? Okay, let no. me just, uh, damn you. You can't put Britt Baker instead of Isaac Yankel. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Baker does qualify, though. I'll give it that. I love that. I wonder how many people turned over from WCW at that exact moment, and it was oh, that yeah. that helped them secure. Do you want to know? Oh my God, Vince has just slapped Vince McMahon. Vince has slapped Vince. Vince has just slapped Steve Austin. Vince slapping himself. Would, I'd definitely take a way to see that. I mean, that is just great TV, isn't it? You get the you get the shit-eating grin from Austin, and then the slap. Beautifully shot as well. Ben, you were watching this at the time. Did you feel in any way, and I'm, I'm going to, I know the answer to this, but by all means expand on the answer. Did you feel <laughs> in any way 
because I don't either. But did you feel in any way shortchanged by the fact that the match never took place? I mean, it never felt like a bait and switch, did it? No, nobody I was. Never, I never. Austin and Vince throw down. That wasn't the point. I never, I never felt shortchanged, and I'll tell you for why. Because and you just said about Vince's body, you knew there was going to be more coming. Yes. So it's a bit like, and you know, I know we just took the piss out of me for the AEW thing. It's a bit like Punk and MJF. People were thinking, oh, well, people were like, oh, MJF beat Punk. There's like, there's not going to be another part to the story. Well, of course there is. That's the whole point. The heel always wins the first couple of matches, and the face wins at the end. That's 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 wrestling 101 in terms of booking. And by the way, not it's not that arm, Jerry. It's the stunner arm. Get right. I promise the you, stunner arm. You and I, Callum, did not know he was going to bring up AEW at that point. If I had known, I wouldn't ask the question. I'm sorry. That's yeah, but, okay. yeah, but, and that's, 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 that's the point. I'm, you know, it's a bit like... I'm trying to think of a, you know, a recent WWE example of it. You know, but you'd, I never felt shortchanged because, like I say, there was always more. This always felt like a chapter one. Yeah. And the, and the way they brought Foley out at the end, instant real challenger. And if anybody was going on the bulletin boards at this point saying, oh, we didn't give us Austin versus McMahon, then their priorities are rather skewed. Some bait and switches are very egregious. This oh. sort of bait and switch, fucking excellent. It's how you it's how you do it, you know. It's for a purpose. It's not just pretending yeah. your match is going to happen and just not doing it and moving on. Well, I suppose, is it, even a, is it even a bait and switch when they only announced it halfway through the show? That's very no, true too. Nobody, uh, nobody really bought a ticket to see this. They bought a ticket to see. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they did the angle last week and then they had the match yeah. this week, is it? Yeah. It's like I mean, it's, it's not like No ninety eight, for example, where they took your money before yeah. they announced that Sega was the replacement or something like that. Yeah, know? it's it, it, these guys have turned up. So I mean, look at the crowd. There's not a seat to be had. So there's upwards of fifteen, twenty thousand people there. Because they want to see Raw, and they just so happen that they're in the building that when this happens, it's like JT going to Mankind were in the title. They went to yes. Raw because they wanted to see Raw. They just so happened to see one of the biggest moments in Raw history. Don't forget as well, this is in PA, in front of the smarkiest crowd that would ever smark in 1998. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> where it's all about work writing matches and moves. Look at them, 15,000. They are trained on Steve Austin having his arm tied behind his back. So there you go. They are. This there this time go. period, this time period, you know, for, for all that's wrong with it, they, the crowd is molten hot for it. And they only, they only wish they could have something like this today. They only wish they could have a tenth of the crowd heat oh, today. I suppose it probably helps that they've got people in the ring they actually care about. <laughs> that's what, that, yeah, exactly. That, that will. Go some way to assisting it. <laughs> somebody they want to love, somebody they want to hate. You know, imagine that. You are in, you're in deepest, <laughs> darkest, deepest, darkest Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, sorry. Philly. Philly. And they are eating up the most sports entertainment character you could ever imagine. Vince McMahon, or Mr. McMahon, is the epitome of sports entertainment. And they are eaten out the palm of his hand. Mm. You are. I love I just love the the stooges here. Briscoe is so good. (laughs) They're amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> Gin it up. It's just giving him the little shoulder rub. Come on now, Mr. McMahon. But do you hear the like even the bit GR was quite good at the start because um what's his name? King was going, why are you so why are you so apprehensive? Why are you so scared? It's like because Vince McMahon could die. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've just bought yeah, a new I, house. Yeah, I've just brought a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Brilliant. See, even even slaughter's like all for it. <laughs> Is there something in my mouth card or something? Yes. <laughs> it's beyond world class. <laughs> Oh, so exactly. Right. Just wait. A, just, 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 just wait a second. <laughs> Look for Briscoe there, just giving it to him, remaining expressionless, to say you're okay now. You've got your mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, this is so. I mean, this is. This is. I was just. I was stunned. Pun intended. When I was watching this live in bird commas at the time. I was like, what the fuck are they dude love back for? But it's like they've just like they're going and after all they've stolen and you think they're just about ready to go and then you hear the buddy the love shack. Well, that's, that's well that's the great thing about it, because if you watch if you watch that if you watch that wide shot again in the ring, you actually see the ref making the ring the bell motion and then as soon as he does that properly, oh, the no, music hits. I'm sure I remember thinking that the sound guy had pressed the wrong button or something. I was like, that's dude loves music. <laughs> Bloody hell, has that got to do with anything? Well, over the next five minutes, they certainly explain it to us. And obviously, this was Vince Russo with major input from Foley and Austin as well. But the other big fella in the ring right now, he oversaw all of this stuff 24 years ago. He oversees everything now. Has his touch deserted him that much? I want to think that Vince McMahon had a major, major say in what's actually happening here. Of course he did. Mm. He's a company. But why was he capable well, of such just... gold here? And because ah, I think he did. Work? I think he did this in spite of himself. I think deep down he still wanted to do. He still wanted T.L. Hopper and Buddy, the guy with the baseball face and all that shit. Well, you just mentioned I... them three names, Rory. But look at those. Look at those people around the ring. We've we've mentioned them in a joking manner, but you know. <laughs> Briscoe, Patterson, wrestling people, slaughter, wrestling people. Mm-hmm. Also, even even guys like Dave Hebner and the recently passed Jack Lanza. Who's just... he got? Who's he got? Who's he got now? Pritchard and bloody Laurinaitis. You know, basically just yes men and people who like cartoon characters. When Vince shut Foley down, I was like, "What the bloody hell is going on here?" Somebody made a mistake. This is so well done as well, because now we know that dude isn't really quite trying to give him the mandible claw, but it looks convincing enough for Austin to come over, because he's still a good guy at heart. That's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. But he can't defend it's himself fantastic. because he's got one arm tied behind his back. And there are infinite There we go. And as Callum says, Austin's, you know, they, they goaded Austin on. He can't do anything about it now. To, uh, to, quote, to do another great Callum quote, it ain't rocket science, kids. It's not. That's the thing. Simple building blocks, and from that you can add. To, so, so many people get it the, the wrong way round. 
yeah. put the complexity first. No, no, you get your simple A to B to C story, then you pile on top of that when the foundations are on the ground. You and, don't and again, the way and, again, and again, great storytelling. Vince just leaves. Doesn't yep. like gloat. They're just getting the hell out <laughs> yeah, that's of it. Enough words. Yeah, exactly. But two, so, so obviously we just recorded, as we record this, we've just last week recorded a, a crock and roll, two episodes of crock and roll from April 96. April 86, sorry. Two polar opposite products you could not get. But at the heart of it, as you said, Rory, at the heart of it, there's no difference. Simple, effective building block storytelling. And the comment and the other common denominator, because they're doing that, both of them are excellent. Yeah. It's all you need. It's all now you need. Mick Foley has gone from completely washed up the point where people were ignoring the fact he was in the ring to a viable and believable number one contender to the world title in five minutes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he didn't just win a random six-way match on a SmackDown two weeks before the pay-per-view. This is not this is not Mick Foley building momentum. <laughs> exactly. But Lockery aren't on notice. But look 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 at that though there again. Like he's he's attacking Vince as well. So there's no there's no um there's no hint to Vince dude alliance, is there? It's it's Foley going out for himself. <clears throat> what about you still with us for Charleston Mees as well? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it unforgiving or is it over the edge that he comes out? With the ponytail and the suit, but dressed like dude love yeah. underneath it. Over the edge. Is it over the edge? Yeah, but he's got his teeth in. That's the one where Patterson's doing the ring introduction. He won't, he won't introduce a pub like Steve Austin. Uh, over the edge is the one that they keep changing all this, like, and got, they've got all the thingy. They've got. Briscoe's Just a reminder. Yes. Just a reminder. And Briscoe's the timekeeper and slaughters the outside enforcer and. Even Pat Patterson has never sounded more Canadian than he does at that moment. Not. everybody. What we, what's on our screens right now? Oh, I, guess I think it's extra, extra attitude. Extra attitude. Yes. I think it, they've stuck these on the network. Really, really. Yeah, see, I think that's his brilliant. King oh, no, really being helpful there. Ben, you might need to translate for us here from volume to non-volume because that's what I want to Even King's shown some concern for Austin. Anything Foley's saying, it'd be good to hear it because I've never seen this bit before. And I put the mic down. Thanks, Mick. <laughs> it was. It was. Steve Austin doesn't look so tough now. Oh, have mercy! Play my music, Charleston. Yeah, where? And now he wants to know where his music is. Superb. I like the fact he's still the false teeth in as well. <laughs> and a little wave at the end. Is <laughs> Dude Love obviously a parody because Mick Foley is the least cool man in the world? <laughs> the least sure and with it man in the world. <laughs> JR dude his best knot and tie in here. I was hip. I was with it. Then they changed what it was. It'll happen <laughs> to you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this to happen. Okay. No. For those not watching, oh. DX are just Austin. Okay. 
Well, I suppose you've got to send the crowd happy, home happy. So I think they're just, just our benefit. We were discussing 45 Ooh. minutes ago character alignment DX had, and now we've worked it out. And now Kane is here. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Kane, who has never interacted with any of these men. Just in case we were in any doubt, this was the Attitude Era. Just random people running in for no reason. <laughs> King, King's <laughs> leaving. He's, his, the King's off. He's, his work's done for the night. So we have a bell ring. So are we... It's Kane against Animal? Or Hawk, by the looks of things? What the fuck? <laughs> Six-man six man tag for the crowd. Anybody else going to come in? Oh, there's a... Oh, yep, we do. Yep. Okay, this is... Lola pisses off. JL's gone. We're going to get a bit of Kane Undertaker now. Oh, yeah. okay. And the crowd, crowd love that. Oh, they are going mental, fellas. Smart crowd. Six well, I'd like to think I would do. I'd like to think I would too. Smart crowd are going absolutely mental. Just goes to show. They're trading some nice punches there as well. And back in the ring. <laughs> I don't even know what this match is meant to be. I don't think it's meant to be. I don't think it is a match. Bell rang, I said. I didn't Bell rang, yeah. Say. Oh, Austin's back up now. But you're not Billy Gunner next let me Let me check our good friends at Cage Match. Black's back very stiffly there. Crushed over the barricade. You might need a mighty Cage Match here. Ooh. I think I'm just a couple of seconds behind you. Yeah, that is a bloody shot to the barricade, that is. Just hold him over right there, landed on his head. Yeah, come on, Callum. I think we need some clarity. <laughs> ah, God, Ben working for Cage Match here. I put in the I put in the thirteenth of April, nineteen ninety eight, and it reverts it back to twenty twenty two. Do you know what's happening on the thirteenth of April, nine twenty twenty two? Dynamite, buddy Ben. <laughs> keeps doing, it keeps doing it. Oh, because this didn't happen. This wouldn't have been. This would have been taped. It's not happened on the 13th of April. Was this not a live one? You've got to think that it would be live. Well, they won I, the match. So I'm, I guess it's either a six or an eight man. I guess it was an eight man tag. Oh, boy. I dropped, I dropped a block. I was, I, was, I, was searching, I was searching upcoming shows. That's why it's not showing me. 13th of it. It must have been live. You don't do McMahon against Orson on a tape show. I don't think so. Right, we're searching now. Although, I do think we're contractually obliged to look at history.wwf.com or WWE.com. Indeed. This well, was an eight-man tag, the Road Warriors or LOD 2000, Steve Austin and The Undertaker against DX and Kane. No way the Undertaker was on their team in that match. <laughs> he got rid of Kane. <laughs> I don't think Kane was on the other team. <laughs> I mean, Austin I don't got think it was much. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think it was much of a match either. Let's <laughs> see everybody. Who? I mean, who? Who signed this? If we're going properly, kayfabe, who signed this? Who? Who? Who, who did Kane agree? I mean, you would think that like DX and Kane would need to have a better strategy beforehand. <laughs> Flying logic, well, logic don't exist. Yeah. Kane so called is my daddy. Oh, there dear. we go. 
Mr. Bearer, do you think Kane would want to uh, team up with DX? Oh, yes. There's our answer. Someone someone gave this, I'm looking at the rates here, someone gave this show a four in 2008. Oh, for God's sake. Fucking sort yourself out. Good God. Fucking sort yourself out. There was a job matches. Well, actually. It was March... 2000, March 2018, okay, so in fact there was two, Dillinger wrote on, on, on November 2008, Die gesamte Zedong war auf den Showdown Austin vs. McMahon im Ende ausgericht, der dann durch einen Angriff von Dudlov erst gar nicht zustande kam. Voice from Deutsch Technique. Exactly, now if I put that in Google Translate... I was doing GCSE German at the time this show went out, but that's... Hey, go on, I can't, help I, can't, I can't help you much beyond that. <laughs> I got a stunk old dude loving it, if that helps. Yeah, peace. The entire show was centred around the mcmahon Austin showdown at the end, which was scuppered by an attack by dude love. Thanks for that. <laughs> and then SMI48 wrote in uh, March of 2018... Um, all the good ones are in all the. It's <laughs> going to sound terrible. All the good ones are in English. All the good ratings are in English. The other four is so wie McMahon vors zwei Wochen so stellt auch Austin die Frage nach dem easy way oder dem hard way. Dies man an el dann an den CEO persönlich den dieser el. Oh, I'm not going to fucking do that. It's fucking uh, mm. use some. Their punctuation. <laughs> I did German at school, but I can't. I, I can't help you. So uh, he said, like McMahon two weeks ago, Austin is also asking the question of the easy way or the hard way. This time, the CEO personally, who's being pushed into the, a dilemma by this development. The Bariquas and the DOA have have been dealing with each other since the summer of '97, which is no longer of any entertainment value. Oh, that's very true. Even if it only serves to strengthen the new DX for Jarrett, this is it's only enough for the DQ and Vince then fights his way through the schedules. And schedules his first official match today and in the main event exclamation mark. Taker's nerves are on edge, so he dismantles the cruiserweights and then opens the hunting season on Kane, who reports back later. Farouk may be out, but he has found new colleagues in Blackman and Shamrock, posing unexpected problems for the nation around Rock. And Philly of all places, Flash Funk reunites with ECW veteran. And Philly, of all places, Flash Funk reunites with ECW veteran Scorpio. He's looking in a fucking mirror. (laughs) Which is enough for for tired Quebecers who have nothing more to offer than lame back chops. Again. Oh, the poor Quebecers. Goldust and Luna's amateur acting is embarrassing. Beg to differ. Goldust is a national treasure. Um, In the NME... There's a double DQ against Blackman and Shamrock. The NME? Yes, I, I think. Was gonna say the, I, I was going to say the NME. What? That's what it says. So it obviously means the new the new Midnight Express, but the sentence is, in the NME, in the NME, there's a double DQ against Blackman and Shamrock, and I've got no idea what the NME were doing talking about this. The teasing, conf- the teasing of a confrontation between Shamrock and Severn takes its first steps. Val Venus is coming soon. Incorrect. Val, it just says Val Venus is coming. Uh, although I do agree, phenomenal. 
Owen isn't quite out of the woods yet, even though the DX is sounding the alarm against him. McMahon vs. Austin doesn't happen, but of course, because Foley has estranged himself from Cactus Jack and instead sends Dude Love into the running, who immediately turns on Boss and Champion. In extra attitude, there's also a short dark match of an event that is weak in some places, especially in the ring, but continues to bind interest with Austin against McMahon. Good God. Wrestling fans can be the worst sometimes, can't they? It's, it's, it's weak in places, especially in the ring. It's a dark match. Yeah, what are you expecting? A five-star classic? Exactly. You're not exactly going to get Flair Steamboat in 10 minutes after Raw. <laughs> Other five-star matches are available. Bless him. Bless him. Wrestling fans, everybody. <laughs> you got to love them. Anyway, thank you to all the wrestling fans who've listened to us for the best part of the last two hours. Um, that was fun. I enjoyed that. And enjoyed chatting with the chaps to chat harder. Um, we should do it again sometime. We should. Maybe, maybe next month. How? Next next month. <laughs> yes. We will be. We will be. I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait till next month to see how you know great slash awful double or nothing was. I mean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe John Cena turned up. <laughs> do you mean that? Do you mean that May episode that we will totally be recording in May? That one. Can you believe? We'll have had. We'll have had. We'll have had that backlash from WrestleMania. And it'll be oh May, 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 May. Can you believe that Alexander Mitrovic turned up and won the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking scoring records isn't for everyone. Or oh, it is for everyone. He's, he's he's conquered the scoring record. Now he's going to cock a professional wrestling. Couldn't conquer a penalty shootout last November, but never or two Novembers ago, but never mind. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, yes, that was that was fun. So same time next month, gentlemen. For May. May, 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 May. Yes, absolutely. Next month being being May. Um, Champions League final will be a week after that so we're, we're looking forward to the Champions League I can't believe that Manchester City did or did not get there again <laughs> so right. uh, I'm off at dinner with Gary Gillespie oh, I'll tell lucky. you what boys he's, he's not going to like that you didn't get him oh, oh, oh. I know <laughs> that's, that's shocking so uh, I know please do apologise you'll set Nigel Spackman on you <laughs> uh, please, please tell him I apologise, and I'll see him in Qatar in eight months. Oh yes, oh yeah. that's indeed, Cap. Yes, yes, now we're talking. In, oh, in, in eight me. months, you really want to hope we're recording in May. <laughs> I know. I, I, yes, sir. I can boogie. I may or may not be boogie in Qatar next year. I think he's, <laughs> he's going to be playing in for the May show or not. Aaron Ramsey, Gareth Bale, Jonathan Davis. <laughs> Prince Charles, you boys to Prince Charles, Tom Jones, Max Boyce. There we go. Ruth Maddock, Tom Jones, Charlotte Church. Your boys took a hell of a <laughs> the manic street preachers. You boys to get a beating. Anyway, before before we ramble on and go down another rabbit hole, I think it's probably best time we wrap this up, gents. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. So it would be bloody lovely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll, we'll start with you then, Ronnie. I think I know the answer, but do you have anything to plug thus? Oh, oh, believe me, in a couple of months' time, I'll have a lot to plug. Don't worry about it. Oh, hey! Goodness. TDB. Anyway, what, what, uh, so I hope you, um, yes, wish you well for the coming months as if we won't talk to you before then um so. i hope i hope you enjoy um the fact that um i hope you enjoy uh, your run in europe next year with aston villa after steven gerrard managed to get you into the top four um as, as we know that will have happened by april um ben what do you have coming up sir uh, so you uh, can hear me on Chicken Wrestling's Chicken Salad and Highway to the Impact Zone once a month here on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, and on the Pop feed there's also Popcorn Chicken Salad, which is once a month as well. Lovely job, boy. And for myself, you can um, hear me twice a month on NWA Rock and Roll. All going well. Um, you, I'm one of the contributing voices on PTBN's Pedestal. Um, and I've got. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be on it for a couple of months, but uh, things change on a daily basis. Um, and uh, if you just give it, uh, be very grateful if you could subscribe to one of the um, or all, uh, depending on what you're on, um, of the uh, live streaming services. Twitch.tv forward slash Place to Be Nation. Place to Be Nation, all one word, on YouTube, on Facebook, PTBN Live, and on Twitter at PTBN YouTube. Um, because, yes, I wasn't clever enough to think that we might use the same username on all of them. Um, but that being said, uh, we've had another excellent show this uh, this month. Um, we will continue to have excellent shows again next month. Um, and we can't wait to speak to you then. So until the next time, we will see you in May.